I've always believed that if a boss or a manager treats his people like gold, they will repay him in gold. Live your faith, build your business, and change your world. This is Live, Build, Change. It's time for Live, Build, Change once again. I'm so thankful that you're here to listen and to prayerfully learn about what it means to live your faith in an authentic, genuine way, how to build a business, and then integrate those two to change the world. My name is Kerry Green, and I'm a retired pastor turned entrepreneur and life coach, and I'm here to talk to you about this Live, Build, Change thing because I'm excited about it. There are a lot of things going on that I think are going to be turning into a movement over time with the technological age that we live in. There's so much opportunity. And today I want to talk to you about a business strategy that I believe is a must-have, and that is humility. For the Christ follower especially, you know, humility is not a virtue that's championed in our American culture or in any kind of modern business strategies. You know, we're a bunch of rugged individuals, you know, like the Marlboro man of years gone by. We're mavericks, pioneers, explorers, people who are strong and independent and proud. But, you know, as good as those characteristics may be in helping a person get their business off the ground, they're not going to keep that person afloat once they start adding team members to their organization, because that's where humility comes in. If you don't intentionally build humility, into your business strategy, your business is going to suffer a long, painful death because the backbone of your business will be severed. What is that backbone? Well, it's relationships. The relationships between team members, between you as the leader of the business and your team members, and the relationships you have with your clients or your customers. Relationships cannot survive, at least not in a healthy way, without humility. So I'm going to give you six reasons humility should be included in your business strategy. All right, number one, humility fosters an atmosphere where everyone on the team is invited and even expected to contribute. I mean, ideas are shared, creative juices get flowing, and projects can actually gain momentum because there's no ego at the top that is threatened by the talented individuals on the team. This kind of humility also encourages folks to disagree because disagreements are where sacred cows are challenged and the truly creative innovations are born. It's at the very heart of collaboration. The second reason humility should be included in your business strategy is because humility makes necessary confrontations less threatening. You know, when everyone's encouraged to be open to the ideas and perspectives of other people on the team, it's not that tough to confront someone about a misstep or a violation of shared convictions or about neglect of a responsibility. That's because you built humility into your company culture. And you can expect the person on the other side of the difficult conversation to be receptive to what you have to say. And you can approach them with a desire to truly understand what happened and help them overcome the issue. The third reason humility should be included is because humility makes it easier for the entire team to take necessary chances. You see, when humility is pervasive in a company, 
Nobody's going to get canned if they fail. (laughs) Nobody's going to lose their cool if somebody else fails. The entire team's motivated and eager to step into the unknown so that great discoveries can be made. That's when things begin to roll ahead. That's when progress truly happens. And it's when companies and individuals have a much larger impact than they would otherwise. Number four reason why humility should be included in every Christ follower's business strategy is because humility makes it easier for team members to trust each other. Because everybody is for everybody else in a humble company. Because it's a known fact that nobody wins or gets ahead unless everybody wins or gets ahead. Teamwork takes on its true meaning in that kind of a context. The fifth reason I would say humility has to be included in your business strategy is because humility fosters an atmosphere of clear communication. When egos are not on the line, there's no risk in sharing information or data or skills or resources. I mean, whatever you can think of. There's no more competition between departments, no fighting for budget allocations or favor with the CEO. Everyone is free to share, free to communicate, free to make the entire company thrive. And the sixth reason why I think humility needs to be included in your business strategy is because humility in your business benefits those outside of your business. Everything's better for customers and clients when humility is part of your business culture. The service to your customers is not a bother, it's an honor. The changes and impact your team's having on the lives of the real people you serve begins to matter. Enthusiasm is going to build, a positive atmosphere is going to emerge, and your customers are going to sense it, and they're going to like it. And that creates customer loyalty and an ethos where the word-of-mouth referrals that come from clients can explode your business. And to me, those six reasons are just the tip of the iceberg. I know that there are tons more reasons humility is an excellent component that you should consider adding to your business strategy. So the real question comes down to how do you do it? How do you insert humility into your business culture? Number one, you as the leader have to model it. If you the owner, the boss, the manager, whoever you are, are not demonstrating humility in how you interact and respond. Nobody else will. You have got to lead the way and you've got to do it consistently. Secondly, talk about humility as a high value in your company. Humility isn't something you can insert covertly. Your employees and partners need to know that you've had a change of heart if this is a new thing for you. They need to know that because something inside you is different, The company is going to be different. It's called confession in biblical terms. It's admitting where you've been wrong and making a resolution to make that wrong into a right. And it truly is good for the soul and it's good for your company. A third way you can implement humility in your business culture is to describe how you see it working. Give examples of what it would look like. Highlight the benefits Make it clear that every employee's performance and role is going to be evaluated by the additional criteria of how they're functioning as a humble contributor to the whole. Brainstorm it with the team. Your employees 
are talented people. They're going to become even more dynamic and essential when they begin to operate in a context of humility because they're going to learn how to collaborate. They're going to be on each other's side. So listen to their ideas. Build on their ideas. Brainstorm together how you can work toward humility in the day-to-day operations of what you do as a team. Fourth, trust your team with important things. As a business owner, I know it's hard, but you've got to let go of things. This is part of the modeling that we talked about earlier. The people on your team are going to begin to shine. They're going to bring benefit to you and the company if you let them. So learn to delegate, learn to give up power, trust key people who are trustworthy with important tasks and roles, and watch them bloom. And as they do, they're going to start doing the same kinds of things toward those who they are responsible to oversee. And you're going to get this domino effect of humility and delegation happening throughout your team culture. Fifthly, develop a habit of saying thank you. Humble people are appreciative people. They notice what others are doing to contribute to the whole, and they make sure those people feel valued. There's that old saying, I think Maya Angelou might have said it, people will never remember what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. So as the owner or the boss, you can do that in very significant ways. You can do it through public appreciation, through championing the rock stars on your team in front of everyone else, and making sure to be liberal with well-done remarks all across your company. And finally, learn how to be generous to your team. I've always believed that if a boss or a manager treats his people like gold, they will repay him in gold. When you're generous with your team, they'll work harder, they'll work smarter, and they will work faster. They'll feel positive about you and about the company and being a part of the team. They're going to commit themselves to the tasks and goals of the company in a new way, in a humble way. So here's some action steps for you as you evaluate your company culture. And I realize this doesn't apply to people who are just getting started. That's okay. Tuck this away. Remember this episode is here and come back to it when the timing is right. Action step number one, choose one thing from the points I just listed about what you can do to implement humility into your culture and commit to doing it for the next 30 days. Secondly, put it on your calendar or your to-do list. Thirdly, Make it a priority every day. That means it comes before other things. You do it first. And fourthly, do it. Do it. Make sure you're implementing. It's a wonderful thing to have knowledge, but it doesn't do any good for anybody if you don't act on it. And then fifthly, this may be the hardest part. Keep notes about the results you see happening because of this implementation of humility into your business culture. You might want to journal at the end of the day reminding yourself the things that happened and how people responded. And all of that is going to help you as you build your team to build a team that thrives together, a team that works together in a company that succeeds because it's portraying the character and care of Christ to employees and customers and clients alike. One of the things that is rising up out of the work I'm doing here with Live, Build, Change, just through conversations I'm having and opportunities I'm having to connect with other people, is the idea of life and business coaching. And I've had a few sessions with people so far, and man, this is just the thing. This is my, my mojo, if you want to call it that. 
man, I just really can tell the Lord is anointing this and it's going to be a great thing for many people, including me. I'm learning and growing a lot as well. So if you have any kind of interest in life coaching or business coaching, or you're even curious what those things might look like for you, you can go to livebuildchange.com slash coaching and get all the information. I would love to help you live your faith, build your business, and change your world. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for listening.